Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy Living where we make the holidays holy days and we are in part two of peace. It is the second week of Advent and we are talking about peace and we are specifically talking about making room for peace. And last time we talked about practices that will help us in sowing in peace. And today I wanna to talk about what it would mean to grow in peace. And we're gonna talk about three scriptures specifically. The first one's in Romans 8, starting in verse 6. The second one's in Colossians 3, starting in verse 15. And the, the final one will be in Philippians 4, starting around verse 6. So let's start with Romans 8. Let's, um, let's read Romans 6, I mean Romans 8, ch uh, chapter 8, verse 6 through 9, I think. It says, the mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. So, I love this thought about what is going to govern your mind. You know, it says the mind governed by the flesh is death. Okay, so we know that the government is whoever rules. Whatever rules you is your governor. And so when we think about being ruled by self, that's really what it is. When you're ruled by your own flesh, when your emotions or the things that you, really the things that you're feeling, if they are in control, then you are allowing the flesh to rule you. Sometimes it'll talk about this word as in, as if it's your, as your stomach, your appetites. Um, but I personally, as you know, like to think about my brain <laughs> in the terms of inside out, because I like that thought from the movie of your brain having a control center. And all of your emotions at one time or another are like, I'll take control. No, I'll have control. You know, and Joy always wanted to be in control. And then Sadness would get up and control and be like, oh, everybody like, no, Sadness, don't touch the control panel. <laughs> you know, stop touching the memories. We know that we didn't want anger to get behind the control panel because, you know, that was always going to lead somewhere crazy. And fear definitely couldn't be behind the control panel. So it, that whole movie is just about how we have a control center in our brain and our emotions can get behind it and, you know, to control it at any time. But when we think about this scripture, when I think about it, I go, you know, that's true. We've got all these emotions that are sort of, you know, trying to vying for control. But above all of that, above our control center is our governor is our Lord. And so when we have our minds being controlled by the Spirit, it's going to lead to life and peace. But the part of this scripture that I had never really landed on is just when it talks about the realm, right? So we all live in a realm. And when we are in control, when, we, when our flesh is the one that's governing us, when it's the one that's ruling us, we're living in the realm of the flesh, 
right? That And what matters here? The culture that we've created in this earth, on this planet, that's the realm of the flesh. But we don't live in that realm. We don't live as if the world, as the world lives. We live by the spirit. We let the spirit control. We say the spirit is going to be our king. The spirit is going to be our governor. I'm going to crawl off the off the throne, right? I'm going to crawl off the throne and I'm going to let the spirit be on the throne of my heart. I'm going to make Jesus the king of my heart. You know, the the lack of peace. So when when Jesus is in the control, when he's above the control panel, we always experience peace. The lack of peace comes when we are in conflict for that role in our life. That's where the actual um, struggle comes from. Our conflict is between us and God. It's not from whatever's happening out here. It's always between us and God because we can have tons of chaos going on, we can have a lot of hard things, and we know that we can be at peace. That's because our insides are at peace. We have peace with our maker. We are not trying to, um, you know, we're not fighting for our rights. We're not fighting for the, um, the driver's seat. We've gotten up and we're in the back and we're like, where are we going? Right? So once we get rid of that conflict between us and God and about who's going to sit on the throne, then all of a sudden we're in that spiritual realm and our peace comes back. It's our peace that comes from the surrender to God's will. We have to set our minds on the spirit and go, the spirit is going to be in control. Of course, I have all the feelings that I'm going to have. I might be angry. I might be sad. I might be afraid. I might feel alone. I might feel all of these things. I'm going to talk about those things. I'm going to be open about those things, but I'm also at the same time not going to let those things dictate my behavior. I'm not going to let those things dictate the way that I live. I'm not even going to let those things dictate the way that I think. I'm going to let God dictate the way that I think, right? I'm submitting myself to the governing authority of the Spirit. Okay, so that's the first scripture about how do we grow in this? Well, it's continually resetting our mind, continually re-allowing God on the throne that we have kind of crawled up on, <laughs> getting back off the throne. Okay, so let's look at the next one. The next one is Colossians 3.15. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. You know, this... Um, scripture has come to mean a lot to me over this past year because I discovered that book, The Journey, um, uh, The Joyful Journey. And this is a book that was written by a Christian therapist, and she just had this idea that, you know, I'm doing this service for people by by offering them unconditional positive regard, basically. I'm I'm allowing people to talk and I'm listening. I'm ears for them. I am allowing them the, um, the dignity and the respect of listening to their thoughts and feelings and empathizing with them. And she thought, you know, it's, this is something that all of us can get from God. This is something that we kind of all should be getting from God. And what is stopping us from getting it from God? 
and she was just thinking, you know, it'd be great if I could teach people how to get this from God instead of from me, sort of working her way out of a job there. Um, but also realizing not everybody can afford to go to therapy or whatever. How can I make this available? So she wrote this book, The Joyful Journey. And one of the things she talks about in this book is that, you know, um, this scripture right here, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And she talked about how this concept is like we have an umpire in our hearts that, that um, I can't remember exactly how she described it, but that the, the mechanism that rules is like an umpire. You know, an umpire in a game is, you know, always making sure that the rules are, you know, are obeyed. It's like timeout, you know, uh, you're out, um, you make sure, oh, that's a foul, foul ball, you know, whatever. And the umpire will often call a timeout, right? You know, it's time. And she said, that's what it's like. It's like you have an, the peace of Christ is an umpire of your heart. The peace of Christ should be the umpire of your heart. And that helped me because I started looking at it that, okay, we all know what it's like to feel peaceful. It's kind of like that feeling you have most of the time when you're sitting in your quiet time and nobody's bothering you and you're feeling so one with God, you know. And then something happens, you know, who knows what happens. You encounter some other human on the planet and all of a sudden, you know, your peace is interrupted. So we know this feeling, if when, we're, when we've lost the peace of Christ, then we need to use that as a signal. We need to go, oh wait, time out. Um, the umpire is telling me something's wrong. There's been a foul ball or something is going on. And I have to just notice it first. I think for so long, I would be out of peace in my heart. You know, like a, the peace of Christ wouldn't be ruling in my heart. And... I w wouldn't even realize it. I would just think that I was so used to it that it was just a, uh, you know, like my common state of being, just always used to the um, unrest or the anxiety that was in there. But I've become much more aware of when the peace is not ruling in my heart. So I use it as the as just a point of, um, I don't know, of acknowledgement. So the first thing I have to do is notice it. So after I notice that the peace is gone, I, without judging yourself, you know, sometimes what we can do is be like, oh man, see, you're, you know, you're, you're so stupid. You know, that can be a bad, uh, a, a bad tape that comes out of our brain or, you, you know, here you are again. Oh yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're always worried about something or you're, oh, there's your anxiety again, or, oh, there's your, you're already messed up or you're already angry. You're already whatever. So we start judging ourselves and then there's no real working through anything. But if we'll simply notice it and then go, okay, what is it exactly? What happened? What is it that's gotten in the way? And we're going to name it. So we have to stop first and then and notice, and then we have to try to name it. So did I get afraid? Usually it goes back to fear, but I'm just saying. But what happened? What happened in that situation? What's gotten in the way? Um, you know, our natural response to things in life is gonna be frustration. We're gonna have frustration, we're gonna have fears. We're gonna have things that, those are our natural responses. Um, but the supernatural that we can have now that we're walking with Christ, now that we live by the Spirit, is that we can instead 
have gratitude. This is interesting. This is when thankfulness starts to be mentioned in correlation with peace because it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as, one, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. So what can happen is we can name whatever it is that has stolen our peace because that's what Satan comes to do, steal, kill, and destroy. So he comes in and he snatches out our peace, snatches it away. Wait, what just happened there? We name it, we go, oh, anger got behind the control center. Okay, oh no, it's fear. Fear moved to the control panel. Okay, hang on, no, I'm putting Christ back up there. I'm going to let him rule because that's what it says let the peace of Christ rule. And I'm going to put him back on there. I'm going to put him back on, um, on the throne, right? Now, and it says, and be thankful. And I was wondering, why does it say, and be thankful? And I, th I think it probably means a lot of things, but what, what it means to me is that, you know, whenever our own devices are getting involved and we if we don't allow the peace of christ to come back in and we start allowing ourselves to get more angry and more bitter and more resentful or more fearful or more we let this grow and grow and grow and grow um you know sometimes we just really don't want to let christ back on because we feel like we've been wronged and I want to hold on to that a little bit longer. Like even when someone's apologizing, even when someone's saying they're sorry for something, but we're not done yet. We're just not, we're not over it yet. <laughs> and I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. I remember distinctly when my son and my 20, my now 22 year old son was very small. I mean, it was, must've been six or seven. And he had a friend, this little girl, and she was about the same age. And, um, you know, they were, we were driving around at one point and she was so mad at him. He had hurt her feelings really badly and he had done something wrong, which he had. But, you know, she was really angry. And I was like, hey, do you want to, you want to tell him? You want to tell him what hurt your feelings? And she's like, yes. So I let her, I was like, tell him what hurt your feelings. And so she's being, Jonathan, you said this and it really hurt my feelings. And, you know, it made me feel so sad and you know she went on for a couple sentences and then she stopped and he goes oh sorry and then for him it's over right but she's like but you really hurt me <laughs> and she wanted to go on because she really did not feel that his response was adequate to her pain <laughs> and I was like you know what that's a funny one you know that's funny but I have definitely been there where I have felt like Somebody's response just wasn't adequate to my pain. And I have been in the position where it feels like no matter how much I apologize, um, that person just wants to hang on just a little bit longer to their pain. And so when I put this together with Ambi Thankful, I was thinking about, you know, it takes gratitude. It takes gratitude to allow yourself to go, I'm gonna let the peace of Christ rule in my heart again. I got off and this hurt me or whatever happened, but I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let it go and I'm going to let the peace of Christ. We have to admit sometimes we just don't want to let things go. And then we we complain about our anxiety. We complain about our, 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 our state of being because it's getting worse and worse and worse. 
but really we're not wanting to let go. We want to nurse it just a little bit longer. Um, and let's do our final scripture. The final scripture, of course, is Philippians 4. And you remember, it starts somewhere around 6 where it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. And then it gives the result. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this scripture, I think, will be a meditating scripture for all of us until the day we meet Jesus face to face, because there's so much in there. But I think the thing that I got out of it this time is just that, you know, God allows for the fact that we are going to be anxious, right? He knows this is true. So he gives us things to do. Lots of us need things to do when we're feeling that anxiety. And so he says, okay, present your requests, right? So, you know, he starts with that Thanksgiving thing again, right? He says, um, but by in everything, by prayer and petition. So he's allowing you, ask for what you want. You're going to petition. I mean, even in kings of old, you would go get an appointment with the king to petition him for something. This is how we are with God. We can petition for something that we think we want or need. Now, the older you get, the less you really petition because you start realizing that things that you ask for are not things that you really need. <laughs> but I don't care where you are in that process. I've, I started asking for a lot less lately. But by prayer and petition, meaning these two things kind of are different, but you can petition for what you want, but with thanksgiving, being grateful as you're asking, being grateful for what you already have, being grateful for the circumstances that have put you in this state of anxiety, right? So the, the, the circumstances, I said that wrong, they haven't put you in a state of anxiety, but they've created a situation where you have responded with anxiety. Thank you, God, even for this circumstance because of what it has revealed in me, you know, what it has showed me about myself and, and what I'm learning about you, God. Thank you for this. It's just like what the, the psalmist said. It is good for me to, it was good for me to be afflicted that I might not, I might learn your decrees. Right, so it's good that I was afflicted so that I could learn something. That's what happens is we have to look, start looking around at our circumstances and going, it's good that this happened because I never would have learned whatever it is that you're learning. You know, there's so many difficult things um, that we go through every single day, every single week, what, you know, whatever, every single year. But as long as we're learning something, don't we come out on the other side going, I'm so glad that that happened. And then you catch yourself and you're like, wait, I'm not glad that that happened. I wish that had never happened, but I'm glad for the lessons that I learned through that situation. I'm so, I guess I am kind of glad that it happened. You know, there's been so many painful things that have happened, I'm sure to you and to me, but I'm glad on the other side of it. So, on the front end, when you're petitioning and you're asking for whatever it is because you find yourself anxious again, 
Remind yourself then, Tracy, you're going to be glad on the other side. So God, I thank you for what I'm going through right now. Even though I still want what I want, I'm thankful for this process. Be grateful and give thanksgiving in the midst of your petition. And this is how we kind of grow in our peace. Peace will come because you have accepted this thing that I'm going through, it's from God to teach me something. I'm learning something. And so actually, even in the midst of it, I'm grateful. That is peace. And that is a peace that transcends all understanding. Ain't no way the world understands that peace. They, they can't understand it because their peace is circumstantial. They get peace if they have quiet, right? Like if I can go to my yoga class. Now, I love yoga, don't get me wrong. But if I can go to my yoga class, then I'll be peaceful. If my spouse would change, then I'll be peaceful. If my kids would just learn to respect me, then I'd be peaceful. If they would just listen, then I'd be peaceful. If my parents would just be quiet and hear me, if they would just listen to me, then I would be peaceful. And the truth is, all of those are circumstantial. None of that is true. We might feel better temporarily, but until the next thing, until the next shoe drops, right? Until the next thing happens. So this is a piece that's not dependent upon anything working out whatsoever. And it is a piece that transcends all understanding. It's not something that anybody else can understand. Only God knows that you have re reached this point of peace amidst your circumstances. Only he could really understand all of that. The rest of the world is just like, whoa, how, how, how is she even doing that? How is she going through that? How is he even, how, I don't get it because they cannot understand it. And that kind of peace guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So those scriptures to me are about growing in our peace. And part three, we're gonna talk about harvesting peace. Until next time.